Well, hello. Good to hear everybody. You're welcome for hearing me. This is Ryan Von Rocket, and you're living in color with Woofy D. And thanks, you better rock hard and rock often, but rock hard mostly. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13, to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Happy Monday, everybody. Once again, welcome to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Uh, hope you guys had a good weekend. Jimmy, how was yours? It was good, man. It was good. I don't know about Happy Monday. You know, that's such <laughs> an optimistic outlook, and I hope that we offer some optimism to the people because, you know, last week, I'm telling you, brother, I mean, I couldn't even count. My messenger box was blowing up. Hey, Jimmy, when's the Tony Falk show drop? You know, you've heard our commercial for a long time now. It says every Monday at noon, and heck, <laughs> in Central Time, it's at 11. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, maybe but anyway, maybe. we thank you all. Yeah. For Karen. <laughs> <laughs> By the numbers, it seems like they're, they're uh, catching on. Yes, definitely. Quickly becoming our number three or number two, like I predicted, number two, number three show of all time. So, you know, we're going to have Tony Falk back for sure. If we can, if we can track him down, I can't even get him on the text to congratulate him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be, it'll be another while before we can catch him. (laughs) So, so just build up some things. We've got some plans for another Tony episode. I promise you, this is not something, but if, if it's like anybody else, they're going to blow up and not talk to us anymore i've seen <laughs> reno riggins and doug basham on 300 podcasts after hours so absolutely absolutely <laughs> you know has got figures being made i heard there's a Tony Falk figure coming out i know hey i think they need to be sending some royalties our way i'm agreeing with that hey wolfie d we're thinking alike i love it <laughs> <laughs> and, and today's gonna be a really cool episode man but before we get to ryan let's uh i actually watched the royal rumble i know this is you know, a week later or whatever but we I hadn't really got a chance to discuss it. And, you know, I don't really watch pay-per-views. I actually think I watched everything except for the main event. Yeah. But I thought the guys rumble was, was all right. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of real surprises for anybody. I thought the girls rumble was actually better. Me um, too. Me too. And, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, of Ray Ripley and for her to go in first and then, you know, uh, win the whole thing. I thought that was good. We'll see where they go from there with her, which they should push her to the moon. Uh, if, if they were uh, smart people and I think they are, so we'll see how that one goes, but yeah, there's definitely some good stuff in there. The, the Bray Wyatt match, you know, I, I jokingly called it and I'm a fan of his. I, I met him before. He's a nice guy. I love his gimmick. But I told you, I said, what is this, midnight bowling? What is it? <laughs> it was kind of, I don't know. Maybe yeah. if they make it, because it was new, and nobody likes new sometimes. And yeah. I understand that, you know, they made a lot of money off that from Mountain Dew, guaranteed. Oh, totally, that. yeah. But uh, I think if they make it kind of like his match that nobody wants to, you know, wrestle him in or whatever, you know, then then that can maybe be a, another thing. There were just a little few things that I just... I don't know. I didn't like the, like the yellow confetti thing. It's like, okay, that was obviously staged there for the effect. And why would that not be there during a regular march? I don't know. That's what I saw. And, right. Uh, yeah. The little, the little beads or whatever that came yeah, out and it yeah, kind of looked effect, yeah. but okay. So that's there just for the lighting. And you know, it's a, again, one of those things where 
Oh, so the wrestlers had to know to go over there and do this at a certain time. And right. That's where the casual fan goes, come on. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I, that's yeah. just my opinion, man. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's true. So, like, my brother and I talked about this. We did discuss that the Rumble was boring, in, in a sense, because of the surprises, the men's Rumble. Yeah. And but part of it was because we discussed that, you know, Booker T was one of the only surprises. And, hey, Booker T's awesome, but my opinion yeah. on that is Booker T, I would never think that Booker T's going to win that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. All due respect to Booker T. Nothing, oh, absolutely. Yeah. you know, nothing against him but at the same time you know i feel like there was just elements of it that didn't make sense like all of a sudden ray was out there but apparently his son beat him down because he was the exact next number so ray didn't make it to the ring and then there was another guy that was supposed to be out there and it didn't happen also yeah. they had said all these different people that may show up like matt cardona and stuff and it was my brother was like texting me he was like saying 15 people in no surprises i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i know and you're like are you watching this thing <laughs> <laughs> so, and then all I noticed was, you know, the king was wearing one of the shirts that The Rock gave him. That's, <laughs> so that's what, that's the dumb shit I look at. But anyway, yeah, the rumble was fun. Did you see that crazy spot with Ricochet and Logan Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, yeah, nice bump. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. Not new. I've seen that bump before, but no, yeah. not that it isn't impressive, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean? yeah but, yeah, it, you know, so – and then, of course, the women's rumble was better, I, in my opinion. I agree. And it, it was like church lock-in at the roller skating rink, too, a little bit, <laughs> that Bray Wyatt <laughs> match. Yeah. And then, you know, then the main event essentially set up something between Sammy and Roman. Mm-hmm. It looks like maybe at Mania, it's going to be Roman and Sammy on one night and Cody and Roman on another night. I don't know, but I don't know, man. I just, everybody's like, they've got to do it with Sammy. They've got to do a match with Sammy. I just don't know if I buy Sammy even beating Roman, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and to be honest, to be fair, I haven't watched enough of him to be able to give my opinion on that. Um, Extremely but just, talented. but He doesn't represent like a... A WWE uh, big champion to take down the big guy. I just, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he, you know, great guy. And, uh, from, you know, what I understand, he's a great worker. I'm not, you know, sometimes I come on here and having been a wrestler and then listening to some of these other podcasts and, and just seeing other fans, uh, reactions to things i never want to be that you know as they call it armchair quarterback armchair booker whatever you want to say sure. because i was a wrestler and i know that sometimes sometimes the people don't get it until you get there it's like they're doing something to set up for something and you're wanting you're wanting the payoff right then and they're just not going to give it to you because that's how wrestling works that's how any storytelling works you can't give it all away right then you know uh, right so so who knows? We you know we can sit here and and second guess. That was one of Randy Hale's biggest things. I think we talked about that one day. Is second guessing his booking. Don't right. second guess his booking. So I'm not there making the money those guys are making. So they're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. No, you're exactly right. And I mean, I think that's a great bow on that one right there. So yeah. that pretty much wraps up Royal Rumble. Because I mean, dude, I can't really top that. <laughs> is what it is, right? No, but, but I mean, it's true, and that's why I like yeah. your perspective on this man honestly yeah. because you know sometimes you're right don't second guess the booking we've got it you know yeah. just sit yeah. back eat your popcorn and enjoy you know exactly right i mean i feel like there's so much second guessing and 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 i guess that's where i was really going with it is that 
I don't want to be that guy. And I try to be careful about that on here because I know people are listening. Sure. So I don't want to be that guy. But in a sense, doing this podcast is kind of our job to critique some things to a certain point. But I'll never be somebody just unless I hate you, bury you or something. But I really don't even do the, the people I hate on here. So. I know. I mean, I know of several people you hate and you're like, <laughs> never talk about you just that you let them die in a desert of not talking about them. You know what yeah, I mean? That, that's where they are. You know, don't, don't even talk about them. So, you know, or if you talk about them, you're just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's only out. It's not even in, you don't bring the, the breath in anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I think we need to get on to Ryan Von Rocket. What you think? Let's do it, man. Get yeah. some get some metal going. It's yeah, kind of a cool show because we got uh, two things to really talk about. Which one of you, two of your greatest loves, and two of my greatest loves is music and um, wrestling, obviously. So this will be fun. I know, man. I'm so excited. And where you're predominantly a wrestler, but you love music, and I'm mostly a musician, but I love wrestling. It's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about this. So anyway, I think let's take a little break and listen to a couple of these messages. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, to get your official Live and in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, we're back. And as promised, a uh, very special guest today, not only a gifted professional wrestler, a gifted musician, and a, and a pretty cool dude. Uh, met him, I want to say, 10, 15 years ago. It's been a while. But uh, Ryan Von Rocket, what's going on? He is the artist formerly known as Ryan Howard, you knew him. That's, it, that's <laughs> him. You yeah. killed him off. I changed my name to symbol, but it didn't work well for the podcast. so let me ask you this right off the bat man which what did you fall in love with first uh a guitar or a folding metal chair you know what Um, honestly it would have been wrestling because since my earliest memories were probably three or four years old um of course i always loved rock and roll and everything but but i remember watching um you know, that the guys on back at like Saturday night main event type type stuff. And uh, we didn't have cable or anywhere, you know, I was kind of from middle of nowhere. So we just used to rent the tapes and that was kind of my introduction to it. But those were weekends with dad. Of course, he dad was a, uh, a he used to compete and stuff. So, so my early, earliest memories were weekends with him renting those tapes, but then going to the, the garage where he did blasted ACDC and working out. So, yes, <laughs> you know? yes. Um, <laughs> But so it came early. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then guitar came. I think I, I you know, was earlier. It's like uh, I think it was six when I got um, lessons and my my first guitar. So so wrestling, honestly, was it's a good question. It was it was just a couple of years sooner than that, which is probably why it it uh, even though it came as an opportunity to do later in, in life, it just it man that bug stuck and and I just as much as I love music, I just can't get that thrill that we get in a ring with the you yeah. know I, I guess used to play in the band and the guys you know i'd always be doing my 
antics and, you know, performance side of it. And they're like, man, you're too intense for us. You know, they kind of like to smoke their weed and just laid back. And, <laughs> and, uh, I was going hundred miles an hour up there being the, 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 the slightly bigger Angus of the group, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so I don't know this part who broke you in. I can't remember. Uh, so it was uh, up, up North. We were playing, uh, in a band called, uh, uh, relapse, and then we went down to Teakin, and we were opening for Skid Row in Milwaukee. Wow! And I met some independent wrestlers up there that night, and uh, mm-hmm. in fact, on the uh, on the way up there, I'll never forget. We uh, I know Doug was on last week, and he was saying how the wrestler is what seeing that is what got him out of wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, for me, uh, the, the drummer used to love, love wrestling. He's like, I got this bootleg movie, man. It's really cool. And we watched it on the way up and then hotel, I finished watching it. So it's fresh on my mind. And I met those guys just by like some universal law that night. And, uh, they helped me find a place where I was from up in like Northwest Indiana to train. Uh, the guy's name was Rex Hart that ran it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, I think Sonny from Wendy, Windy city, uh, trained him. Um, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of Wendy city guys. Um, right. and that basically was about a year, uh, two years. Um, I think actually I want to say it was about a year, maybe right at a year in, I met, um, Rick Reynolds, um, that's and, who uh, that's who trained with me and Gypsy Joe when I broke in. No, me, me and Rick go. I, Rick used to bounce me on his knee when I was a kid, man. Yeah, that I go way so back with it. What a small world. He's a hell of a dude. And <laughs> oh, he is. Forsaken, yeah. Right. Is that what right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he uh, Rex said, hey, I'm bringing in a guy that I think can get some connections. It's time for you to travel. Yada, yada. And I met Rick that night. He goes, I'm going to put you down with I'm going to I'm going to send you down to work with Tracy Smothers. And, oh. uh, so Tracy was kind of ended up becoming a wrestling dad. And, you know, I kind of, he just kind of had me jump in the car and I never got out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That, I didn't know there was that connection there between, uh, yourself and me. Um, so I, I've always loved though. So I, let me go back just a second here. Hang on. So there was a music career in of sorts before the wrestling career. So you said yeah. you were playing. So, Okay. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, uh, I think most all of us were in college or doing something, you know, I think a couple of guys were, you know, constructed, we all graduated and were, but, but we, uh, like, I know three of us dropped out of college to go, go take, uh, we had this little circuit tour deal with, like, with the, uh, with the eighties guys and, and, um, you know, it, we were kind of just, it was kind of like, you know, you got to got to put it out there and do it or you're not going to, I mean, I, I'd hate to regret never trying, you know? So it's like, yeah. we we're peeking over the fence and like actually doing something with it. And I really felt like, I mean, it was a grind just like wrestling is, but we were, we were making a living, you know, I was paying what bills I did have. They were, I would have never known how much bills could be though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple yeah. X Y's later, they can get pretty high, <laughs> but, but at the time it seemed like a lot. But I was, you know, it's like you were finally in your stride doing it. And then, you know, I'd say we were probably just a couple of years into that. And then the yeah. wrestling came about and I, I kind of told myself, I said, man, this is, this is it. And I said, it's going to, I told myself right away, it was going to be like six years old, learning to play guitar again. And, and I'm sure as hell that that's what it was. You know, you had, yeah. to, I think, I feel like after probably peaking at 15 years now doing it, but I, I think just in the past year, um, maybe year and a half, two years, I finally 
kind of let let the walls down and just you know when you mm-hmm. get to that that point where you feel like you could just take a shit in there and and you know, yeah. be just fine absolutely you know it it just becomes fun you know right and, right uh, yeah you guys I mean you you know well beyond Wolfie you know it's it's uh because guys like you are the ones that you know would would loosen up our assholes a little bit in there you know what I mean like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we were in there I'm like oh this this isn't so bad this is fucking fun you know <laughs> right um, right I never forget working with guys like you because it's it's like that that's what told you what it's really about you know yeah thank you man that's a, a compliment yeah. thank you and I've got to because I get going on these conversations and I forget I got to tag Jimmy in and let him get his shit in <laughs> and uh, call his first little <laughs> fucking spot with you or whatever. Yeah, so it's 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 super simple, man, because I just want you you are the one guy that I can think that might help me relate this because obviously I, I started playing bass when I was very young in my early teens and guitar and other things like that. And then I formed a band, a little high school band, and then I got some, you know, a better band and then an even better band, and then you kind of get with some more serious dudes, and then you move to Nashville. And I did a lot of touring back then, got to see a lot of the country, very blessed for that. And then I get into the wrestling business around 30 and I start doing some managing. I do a managing gimmick and that's how I meet Wolfie D. What I always want to stress to people is how crazy is it that the wrestling and the rock and roll are so damn similar, man. Isn't it nuts? They are. They are. And wrestling taught me so much like the concept of Lexus Moore and all these things. And um, I wish I'd known then in music what wrestling taught me. Yeah, that's right. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember making the decision and I said, well, you know, musician, everybody's a musician. I feel like when you meet him, oh, I'm a musician, you know, right. I said, totally. How are never going to stand out? Cause we'd, we'd play with these bands that you'd never heard of and they were incredible. And, <laughs> and I thought, how do you stand out? So when something like wrestling came along, I said, now this is where you can make your name in a really cool, very, I mean, it, it's obviously would, would dedicate your life to it, but if you could come out of that on the other side, like, like a Chris Jericho or somebody that, um, and, and, and you can go from just a talented, you know, musical group or musical guy to where you, you become that, um, a name that can draw, then, then these venues would be contacting you, you know, instead right. of going and playing the play or what, you know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah. But yeah, isn't it, isn't it crazy? The parallels. I, I always say that. Um, I mean, you know, because guys would be like, we're, we're taking a road trip. It's going to be kind of long and boring, but you're new in the bit. I'm like, dude, I know road trips. I've slept on amps in the back. You know, I mean, yeah. I get what y'all are doing because y'all are actually hurting your body. But, you know, at the same time, the, the road trips are so similar. You're, you're goofing off just to not be bored. And, you know, then also the other thing is, is it's a very ego driven business. And we're going to be honest with that. Right. I mean, you oh, are, God. you are there because there is a little element of you that want to strokes your ego and 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 music yeah. does that when the when the music's playing perfect and everybody's sounding good that night and and the show's got a good amount of people there it's the same with wrestling it's it's so crazy how basically parallel they are you know when i first got into wrestling i was like my god this is like rock and roll over again you know this is and i'm no way like you guys i'm never on the level in wrestling like you guys were so anyway i'm glad you're on here brother <laughs> no hell yeah no it's great to hear that i never get to talk to people very much about i'll mention as like a side note but the parallels are are uncanny and i remember going to uh the, one of the UK tours, like the, the, the summer camps, like Dixon and those guys, yeah, yeah. we were all band piled in going, going show to show. And I had like a flashback to being, you know, eight, 17, 18, 19. We used to like pack the van. We, we got a, uh, I remember we got this, 
in hindsight, it probably looked like the short bus, but we found this public access uh, vehicle. Oh, uh, dude. Yes. The side doors and that had a little TV on it. And uh, yeah. thing was yeah. beat to hell, but it was the funnest time of our life, man. And, and we'd pack that thing up. And I had people, I didn't even know half of who was in there sometimes. We just pick random people up and, you know, end up with a, a band we played going to the next town. And it was no different than being. I remember uh, one of the vans going going to the camps, you know, a, a few shows in the day. I realized we had like seven people in that van from like six different continents. It blew my mind, you know. Wow. It's it wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Wolfie D. Are you tagging me back in? Yeah, you're tag <laughs> hot tag, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I'd like the uh, the rock and roll gimmick, man. I always have. Uh, and the people that have tried to do it, I feel like never really pulled it off. You know, I think Steve Armstrong tried it. I think, uh, what was his van? Was it Van Hammer? And yeah. Hey, can I just give the list here real quick? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll be out of your way. So no, obviously, obviously the top of the list to me is Ryan von rocket but you've got honky tonk man you've got jeff jarrett you got van hammer you got man mountain rock you got steve armstrong you got rick books now and you've got elias and man i'm just gonna say this does it not kill you to hear him hit those bad notes in that shinsuke intro ryan have you yeah uh, yeah. yeah you know I'll t this is this is a funny uh what everything kind of changed for me uh we uh but first of all, I think it's got to be a party. And I knew right. when I went into this, my comfort, the only reason I was never really nervous to go wrestle and enjoy it was because I had a guitar that I was behind because that's where I was at home. You know, right. like, that was my whole life. So I always said, if the guitar plays, the match will be okay. Like, right. you know, because uh, you know, wireless and all that stuff. Going on. I'm like, if it goes well, then, and, and it never failed every time it would. But, um, it's kind of sucks. Like, like, like bugs or somebody, it's it, somebody had an idea and said, Oh, you happen to play guitar. Let's throw this on you. And right. I'm not knocking him, but looking at the guy, he's got, I mean, he's a freaking powerhouse. He's got, it kind of goes against like, that should be his threat. I would think is the fact that he's like a hot headed rock star, but he doesn't need that threat. Cause he's a giant ass. Collegiate looks like Scott player. Steiner, man, you know, <laughs> he is. And, and if they, and I feel like if they built him like that, he would be working with Steiner's kid. And he would, he's, he's a beast. You know? Right. Right. And, and, uh, you know, somebody like me, I'd rather be a, well, when I came in, at least skinny or, you know, tried to be as lean as I couldn't be the biggest, but I tried to be the leanest, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, but I mean, what, what would be more of a threat than the, I mean, at least the hot headed rock star that loses his temper and just kind of goes off the deep end. And, and then, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's kind of rough now, um, about, when I said things kind of came clear for me like a year or two years ago, we did a, uh, one of the guys from tough enough did like a 10 year, um, uh, podcast thing. He wanted like a reunion of it. And I heard, uh, Bill DeMott was on there and he was always, you know, I never really quite, they, they always kept that everything was so kind of uh, such a work and so secretive, but it was so real at the same time. He yeah. didn't know. I was like, man, I don't think this guy likes me very much. And, and, uh, in hindsight, <laughs> like hearing him, he came on there the day after me and he had nothing but like nice things to say. And he's like, I'm, you know, and he, he had mentioned, he's like, I'm really happy to see he's still at it. He, it's all a work, you know, he goes, and everybody should, you know, know that it's just, we did our job. Um, but it had to be real. And, uh, and, uh, he, he said, you know, any of you guys, trying to make it, you know, watch the product and, and, uh, you know, you, you know what to do. There's one, one, uh, company or one machine that everybody kind of bases it off of. And so yeah. I, I swear to God that that was a Friday. I flipped on SmackDown that night 
And <laughs> first thing I see is this dude playing a flying V that's jacked out of his mind. At least nobody does current. I mean, they had Elias going, but I said, at least nobody does the, the rock star in front of a full stack, like thing. Right. And right. here it was. Yeah. So I, man, I, I was mad for about maybe a night. And then the next day I woke up with a whole new, I said, you know what? I've been going out there this whole time trying to be, you know, the rock star and be a, you know, be a, be a, you know, take the pull, pull as much badass as I can out and bring it out there. But I said, what if this whole thing became spinal tap? Because I am one of the most hokey fucking stupid senses of humor you're ever going to meet. Like, uh, you know, and, and, and I remember Bill saying years ago, he's like, you're like the 10 year old chubby kid entertaining his family at the reunion. And like, you know what? That is my sense of humor. I'm going to own it. God damn it. Right. Right. <laughs> so my, my fiance, she was, uh, that one of the, around that time I was, I think I was doing like a fucking high dive into bed or some weird charade thing at night. She's rolling down. She goes, where is this wrestling? And I said, you know what? I don't know. So it, like I said, I just, I'm going to take everything I've been trying to do and everything that they're trying to put out of this, you know, badass, edgy, what a rock star is thing when it's not at all and just make fun of it. And, and I, I made a satire out of it and, uh, and you know, how can they shit on you when you're already saying, Hey, I'm a mom's basement rock star. You know, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, here's my dream gimmick for you. Like, let's say uh-huh. they could, they could put you, you know, WWE, whatever. I don't care. But just my dream gimmick for you. I'm a huge kiss mark and the yeah. demon failed. You don't know how much as a kid, I wanted kiss to show up at Memphis wrestling television and whoop some ass. That was just the right. thing that I wanted as a kid. Oh shit. And, yeah. And so, yeah. So then the demon comes on and I'm like, yes, but it fails. What if they could put you, let's say we can rewind time and we put you in an ace Fraley gimmick. Could you pull that off? Oh yeah. You know what? I did that. It got, it's probably been 10 years, but I remember one, one year at OVW for the Halloween show, I did the Ace Freely makeup and the whole thing. I remember Al no Snow shit. Walker, See, I'm amazing. Al, I am first a genius. Compliment I ever got from Al Snow. I'd been I'd known him a few years at that point, and he goes, "Now that that's where it's at." He's or something. He's like, that. I like that. I you need to keep it. Can we get a picture of that, please? Can we get a picture of that? I, I will find, I know there's one online. I will send it to you. And uh, uh, Jimmy probably find it. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot me, shoot yeah, me in the text, I, man, for sure. I think you're great. I think that's great. In fact, I just, um, I, uh, I just, you know, part of fun about the, the character, like the top hat, it's kind of like, it's yeah, what wrestling's great is you can take like silhouettes of different right. famous rock stars and things and put it together. So the top hat mm-hmm. came about and I, I didn't want to quite go slash, but the Mick Mars style was cool. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, totally. Rock, yeah. Rock yeah. and roll. And then, and then I ended up getting uh, these smoke. I, I rigged my guitar up to where the pickups would smoke and, you know, just small doses every, every week or every, every few months, I do something different to, to kick it up a notch. And uh, anyways, I got this new double neck, um, Oh, a couple months ago, and I tried rigging it up, and the damn uh, the thing sparked up in my face and burnt half my hair off on the. Oh uh, man! Like uh, <laughs> yeah, like not not bad, but I, it was bad enough to where I ended up doing like the, sh- the it got like the sides above the ears, so I did like a uh, shave the bottom <laughs> half like a mullet, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Blessing in disguise, it worked out. But yeah, yeah, they were like, "Why'd you cut it?" I said, "Hey, you wouldn't you wouldn't hair be hair a true rock star if you hadn't caught yourself on fire." <laughs> That's, that's, that's so true. That solidifies you. <laughs> yes, that makes it. Yes. 
That is the true Spinal Tap right there. Come on. Oh, my God. It really was. I wish it could have been filmed. Like my yeah. five-year-old son was there, and he started going, rock and roll. I'm like, I need a, a water, water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, man, because I've talked to Ivelisse before from the Tough Enough crew of people, and I had an interview with her on a different podcast. And so talking about Tough Enough real quick, man, and I don't want to, you know, go too deep in this. First of all, you got robbed, brother. I was pulling for you from the start of that thing. I know it's such a different time place now, and you probably even think of it as almost a different time, almost like a different person, you know, because you've yeah. evolved so much. But obviously yeah. the thing with Bill DeMott and stuff, and what I learned from Ivelisse was that you really didn't get a lot of one-on-one time, especially with Steve, but you know, knowing about Steve and listening to his podcast, I figured that he would absolutely love the gimmick that you do. But from what I've heard with wrestling, he's like super serious, no freaking joking around. But when it comes yeah. to when it comes, so like maybe your gimmick was a little too far out there for him. But at the same time, I could almost see him absolutely loving that gimmick. Did you ever get to talk with him about stuff like that? Not, not so much, but, but I, I think he had a lot of really, those guys have been, I mean, they're so well uh, learned and like life experience with this stuff. I mean, he's lived it, you know, and I, I think back on all the little things he would say that were just real cryptic and they didn't make sense then. Right. And yes, that gimmick he would have loved, but I think, I mean, who, who better is an example than Austin to say somebody just being completely themselves out there going out there with their arms open. Right. You know what I mean? And not right. giving a, a fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I think, you know, me being, I, I got, I, I've, I've tried watching it and, uh, you know, in the past and sometimes somebody will have it on. I, I don't even recognize that guy, you know, but, right. Right. but it's like, uh, here was a, a, a guy that, you know, kid that really didn't know his place. I didn't, even if I was kind of cool with myself, I, you know, you, when you get into wrestling, it's like, you think it to be a certain way, you know, or, or whatever. And, uh, and, and if, you know, if I'd had that gimmick, probably like it is now, that's just organically me, he would have been much more uh, accepting or, you know, it, but, you know, when you're just trying to, at that time, like a lot of people, when they start, they're playing a part instead of actually living it or being it. Right. You know what I mean? Gimmick, man. So, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. And, and he can, the thing is, I don't even have to sit down with a conversation, you know, back then. He could see it from a mile away. You know, yeah. he knows if you're ready or not. But, and maybe things like that show are nice, like, uh, I definitely a little fire and a uh, nice jump start. I mean, but, you know, the whole show, I think all of us were, were confused as hell. Like, it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. And it, and it takes years and years afterwards of, of letting this stuff, like, digest and marinate in your brain and, and you know and you go oh man that makes sense now you know right yeah 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 and the whole I, man the people underestimate that what you're talking about organic living the gimmick however you want to describe it but i'm telling you yeah. man when i when i first got in young kid 16 years old in a pair of tights and i was calling myself Airwolf and with a, a randy <laughs> sack streaming jacket and uh you know, <laughs> running around there and then when I put those fucking shorts on, that was me then. That was me yeah. then. I loved 80s rap music, and that's how I came up with the name PG-13. Everything. It was, that was me. And then, yeah. hell, it was Jamie, too. <laughs> you know, it was like, and yeah, and then this everything works. Changed, it changed overnight for you, didn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, but it takes all that other, I, I guess it just takes all that time of, of trying and there's no such thing as failing. I mean, you just take a step closer to figuring it out, you know, right, right. Uh, you need those, but it's like, you know, right when you think you got it, you're like, oh man, oh, this, this is it. Yeah. So, uh, it's just like yeah, they say crazy. in football for a quarterback, the game slows down. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. You start, everything starts going slower and <laughs> take it all in, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm talking about tough enough season five and stuff. And, and also, you know, we can't overlook OVW and I'll, we'll get to OVW in just a second, but you know, TNA also kind of did their like, and I please don't take this the wrong way. Cause you did it, but they kind of did their version of tough enough in the TNA gut check. Unfortunately, TNA at that time did not have the ability to push it like WWE did with tough enough. But tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are of that gut check process, because I ended up knowing a, quite a few people that went to that and then what they learned were you know different things but how how did you feel after coming out of tough enough and then doing that tna gut check you know what the, the gut check i would say um it was like it was like a the, the tv part was like a i think two weeks that was it you know yeah um, two weeks versus four four months or whatever tough enough was Sure. I felt like I, I got more, honestly, at the time or in the moment, quick turnaround out of gut check because it was like on the job training. Right. You, know, you you got to be around, you know, agents and see how it actually worked, not just stand back and watch in the crowd is, you know, like we'd be backstage at Raw and that on Tough Enough, but it was just kind of like herded like sheep. We weren't in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so to go do it and have an agent and see, you know, hit your times and, and you know, experience that was, um, was uh it would definitely it change you know it was a, a eye opener and uh like a little little another baby step in the right direction and um you know they i think um uh i want to say they uh you know it's just like tough enough they try to keep it as real as they can and and if i'm not mistaken al al uh, was the one who like kind of got me in there or, or he called me with the opportunity anyways and I might've been his choice or whatever happened, but mm -hmm. I go out there the second week for the uh, yes or no's and to cut a promo and cut my promo and talked or whatever. And then made my case. And then it gets to him and he goes, no, not the right time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so I never, to this day, I've never even asked. I just, he just, he, he sent up in the ring. He said, no, it's not the right time. But I, I, I take that, uh, figured that there was a lot of, lot of depth to that. And, and in hindsight, fast forward and all this time he's probably right you know yeah right you funny know. how the things you, you the things you you want so bad are the best things that ever happen you know yeah. Um, I mean, Wolfie you know, can speak to that too. You know, yeah. he, you know, he had to, he had to take bumps for for some. I mean, he should have been. I, I don't know. We can get off on another tangent, but I can I can argue the case for why PG thirteen should be in the Hall of Fame if you want me to. So let's we'll <laughs> no, go okay. a different direction. This is your show, Ryan. So. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd be right along board with you guys. So trust me, it's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, now, Al, we had Al on the show actually very early on. Yeah. And Al, Al was like our number, we're number 81. You're number 81. And we, Al was number 10, I believe. And we had Al on and he was just mesmerizing with his knowledge. And so if you combine Wolfie D and Al Snow, I didn't even want to talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm going to shut up and listen, you know? I'll tell you what, it's, um, 
I would say like Tracy was like a wrestling dad, you know, yes. um, it was more of a heart, but Al was, I, he's like my wrestling stepdad, you know, he yeah. kind of teaches the hard lessons and he, it's a lot of mental stuff. Like as you grow and you mature, you need that guy. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, like you guys were talking about tough enough. I wish so many times after getting to know him and work with him for all this time now that he'd been that guy because he, he does take the time to explain the things versus, you know, on tough enough, the way they, they just tell you you're wrong, but they, they wouldn't give you all the details of why or yeah. let you Al has that teacher's gift where he can, I mean, explain these things. Like a lot of these guys that, that are like, they've been super over and just very, they probably aren't the best teachers because they knew what worked for them, but right. Al could just get inside and pay attention to everybody. And, you know, he, he's paying attention to shit that you would never think he paid attention to, you know, which is crazy. He'll never put you over, but he'll, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. And, and man, having having trained a few people and had a school for a little bit, man, you are exactly right, man. Not everybody, just because they were good, does not mean that they can translate it over to you. It's it's a it's a uh, it's I guess like just the gift of coaching and, you know, teaching things like that, man. It's, it's not that easy to be able to put what's in your head into their bodies, basically. You know? No, exactly. And like he's, he's somebody that I've heard him repeat the same things more times in over a decade, but every time he says it, I'll, I'll find a little more depth to it or a little more meaning, you know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, I think he must understand how much repetition works. And like I said, he just says the right thing at the right time to know. I mean, you know, I hand it to you for even trying to, with the school and it, it I, I could never you know, <laughs> even know where to begin, you know, when he would teach yeah. us. So. Guitar lessons by day, wrestling by night. Come on, yeah, Ryan. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. For those who love it loud. Pantheon Podcast presents Rockin' Pod Weekend. Nashville, March 17th through the 19th. It's a rock convention featuring panels, interviews, podcasts, signing sessions, vinyl, comic books, pop culture, and collectibles. Over 50 celebrity guests, including members of Mr. Big, Tough, Great White, Keel, Winger, Accept, and Twisted Sister. Live concerts including Rare Hair on Friday, Keel Fest 2 on Saturday, and Eric Martin's Big Acoustic on Sunday. Plus a rockin' comedy show featuring Courtney Cronin Dold, Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and Craig Gass from The Howard Stern Show, and a whole lot more. Full details at rockinpod.com. Rockin' Pod Weekend is presented by Pantheon Podcasts in association with RFK Media, Third Power Amplification, and BobbyDreyer.com. So I thought I saw a picture uh, of, I don't know, on Facebook or something of you and somebody You had your guitar. It didn't look like you was at a wrestling show, though. And I was like, I wonder if he still does guitar shit, you know, do still gigs for music. Yeah. So I uh, I was playing in a band. Um, we ended up doing uh, like I played with the, pig, the Velcro Pigments for a while, which is like the 80s, yeah. you know, 80s kind of tribute stuff. And that's always been it's a lot of performance tied there. And then my son was born. I kind of just did some recording. I've always kind of done guys theme songs and stuff on the side. So, right. um, 
Nice. I wrote a couple like the the pay per view songs for OVW and stuff, and and uh, if a band has a project, I'll you know do a random like slide guitar or saxophone or something on it. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep busy with it. But anyways, my uh, my buddy from uh, Chicago that I, I kind of grew up with had a they had a band called uh, Eras, and it was um, basically it was like a tribute to rock and roll, but all the decades. So we were doing that um, probably the past three years. Um, and I actually took a little, we, we've been recording, but I did a little leave from it, um, for the summer tour last year. Cause it was like four or five days a week. It was, we were on the road a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, and then other than that, it's been, I, I'll pop in like the, the best part about like the summer tour and that is I can just, you know, I think there's three or four different bands a summer that we just jumped in with. Like I would just jump up and play with and, and, yeah. you know, if done nothing else to pop the boys, they thought it was great. They had a, had right, a time right. of their lives. <laughs> shots rolling free <laughs> nobody ever makes it home <laughs> i swear we start the night with the best of intentions <laughs> <laughs> exactly i think that's the oh, beginning yeah, of your book man <laughs> i started the night with the best of intentions so yes that's, yeah. that's good that. yeah yeah that's, i started my life with the best of intentions <laughs> <laughs> There's your new catchphrase. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, we'll trade. You write us a song, and I'll trade. Yeah, we'll we'll work that out off the air. So, <laughs> you know, I want to talk about this guy real quick because I'm loving what y'all are doing. I follow you guys on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And of course, you know, OVW year is is kind of been 2023. We we've had Doug Basham, we've had Flash Flanagan, of course, Wolfie D is our host, and but now we have you. It's like been OVW year, and what I'm really <laughs> enjoying is what you and jack vaughn are doing right now man and and i oh, first of all i'm a huge fan of jack vaughn and his gimmick of not having a yeah. gimmick he's just like he's kind of like a an amalgam of of al snow a bit but he's doing it in a way that does it in those youtube shorts and stuff but talk about jack a little bit oh jack's great he's uh, he's got the best driest sense of humor like his videos are, are dead on yeah, he is. And yeah. He'll, like he'll sit there in the like I'll say something in the ring and and you know he you know he just he, he just his responses are are we couldn't be more opposite so we get longer you know <laughs> that's awesome that's a- <laughs> but he's uh, he doesn't get lost in his own head I mean he's been around the block you know and and I think I honestly think like uh, of course yeah, yeah I think he came in last year and you know anytime you're somewhere new you're not really totally open or whatever but his videos when they when they started to kind of take off i noticed he really started to to just be you know just be himself and hang out and, and just he just happy to be there you know oh absolutely and, uh, yeah and those damn uh those videos are so great uh we we you know i think it was he he I think Al always knows when he's writing and stuff, he's like 10 steps ahead of us, you know, and <laughs> he's bringing him in, you know, like, you know, we got to get people to hate this guy. So Jack was you know, lie, cheat, steal type thing. I mean, just cheap heat, but it's, it's heat, you know? And, yeah. and what I liked about our program was uh, we eventually got into that three-way deal with Doug and that's where he had the opportunity to show a little bit more personality and cut the videos and, and all that stuff off the top of his head. And then this uh, final, uh, this this last time we worked singles and and uh, went through a, a little bit going back with this title, um, he he the aggression could come out now. Like he, you know, it's like the evolution of the character is so cool to see how mm. you know from when they start to how things are written and how they they escalate. You know, and he's he just had a match with uh, uh, Crixus, uh last Thursday, and he was he was I mean he just was a 
fucking badass, man. Yeah. So it was cool to see a uh, beat to be part of, of that program where he, you know, pulled that out was really cool. So, yeah, man, you, you, you guys are killing it. I'm loving the matches y'all have been having and really, really shows you out. Can I, I want to ask one question because I know I brought up all those names earlier about the musician wrestlers or the mm -hmm. wrestler music, you know, because I always say this to Wolfie D I'm like, you guys were really the next generation rock and roll express. Now, a lot of people say like the Hardy boys and all that, but if you think about it, when the rock and roll express came out, that was the hot music at the time. They kind of were like, like the Van Halen kind of deal mm -hmm. and, you know, D David Lee Roth, uh, Motley Crue kind of thing. But then music changed with the kids. So like teenagers then started listening to people like House of Pain, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, yeah. Tupac, you know, so it made sense that suburban kids like a Wolfie D and Jamie would wear hip hop clothing. And, and I'm not saying they're suburban kids. What I mean by that is, you know, white kids started listening to hip hop and they, they put that style so really rock and roll express and then pg-13 was like the next generation of that and i know i kind of went off on a tangent there but what i want to do is bring it back but out of all the musical gimmicks and i'm talking even if they're just carrying a guitar what was your favorite i'm not saying you ripped anybody off because you clearly oh. did not but what would you say it would be your favorite out of those musical gimmicks if you had one well the maestro of course <laughs> yes i love it Gorgeous George. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, to, to be honest, like if, if, as far as, a, I mean, I don't know if I consider Jarrett, like Jarrett, a, uh, a, a musical gimmick. Cause he just right. had it, but he wasn't playing, you know, right. Um, Honky tonk man the same way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of him, like a full on musical thing though. I thought that, that, that thing was so elaborate the way they did that. Um, it, to, to me, as, as a kid watching wrestling, that would that would have stood out that the piano and the you know like oh, the dude. Top, yeah. you know it's and that's what I was pictured with with this um, this gimmick was you know I wanted the the full stack that could roll in the entrance and like the visuals of it that would make it you know real and make it a little different and even even the way like doing an entrance I try to go treat it more like a music video you know yeah and, and yeah. the cameras up and tell because it, it's just what vibe are you giving off, you know? Um, right. right. So, but I, I'd say probably that, uh, although man, mountain rock was a damn sight though. I'll tell you that big ass. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Did you know that he and road dog had a band? Did you know that they had a band road dog? And it's apparently there's like music out there that exists and when nobody's ever heard. So nope. yeah, road dog was telling us he, they had a band. We had road dog on a few months ago and he said, yes, that he had a band and it was with mound mountain rock. And yep. they, it, he said, it's never been released. And I'm like, you've got to do that brother. That's, you know, <laughs> that's gold. Yeah, the band and the bouncers all at once. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, but you know what, and going, you mentioned in Ricky and that, and, and yeah, you know, times change, but, but, you know, when we were talking about these, these gimmicks and stuff getting over, like I, I learned more and more now in hindsight, guys like Ricky and Robert, they, they, they really did leave, live and breathe rock and roll. Like he, I mean, he lived it, you know? yeah, 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 absolutely. Day, he goes yeah. out there and it's, I don't, I don't know about like the, the, the way I think of it is like, like wrestling's all that. We described five senses, but I'm learning more and more that it's the other, like that sixth sense, the goosebumps and the hair on your neck and stuff. And <laughs> how else do you explain that other than just you feeling something so strongly you make an arena of people feel it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And 
I mean, I guess we describe five senses, but there's probably thousands of others that we don't comprehend, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, not to get too deep, but like guys like Ricky can just, he owns, I mean, to this day, man, he goes out there and you're like, holy shit. Like he just, you get chills. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. Has there ever been talks? And if there, if this has already happened, I apologize to Jimmy. will tell you, I don't follow a lot of the new stuff. I try to keep up as much as I can. Have they put a chick with you at all? Like some kind of throwback, uh, groupie, you know what I mean? So they, yeah, they, they put, um, they were up, they had a couple options and then I had, a, I had a, you know, I had outside people I could have brought in, but it's obviously, yeah. with a, you know, wrestler. Um, yeah. and the, the option they wanted to go with was, um, if you know, Ari Alexander, um, yeah. he, uh, you know, she works there regular, but she, she, they wanted like that, that kind of girl next door, like who, who would be a real groupie and follow me around. So, so we had a couple got, with like, I love the, that. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we had a couple with the, the fake tits and the, you know, the whole deal. But yeah. it was like, well, if they're, you know, would they follow this guy that's a rock star, but maybe a wannabe rock star? It was, it was much more complete to have her follow me around and people not really know. Like when I talk about going to Bangkok to play a gig and coming back, they're like, is he really going or is he just going to his mom's <laughs> You know? Yeah. And yeah. somebody like her just following my every move is, and she, she always, her reactions are so priceless, man. She, she doesn't have to check that. That's good. I, just, I never smarten her up to anything going on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Genuine reactions, but, though, you know? <laughs> and and I, I, I rightfully nicknamed her Guitari. Yeah. It's stuck. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I was trying to think because, you know, wrestling rats, you know, rock and roll birds, <laughs> pigeon. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. We'll go. Yeah. Let's jump away. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, back up, back up. <laughs> so I've got a little game I want to play with you. Now, typically, if you're okay with this, Wolfie D, are you cool with me doing this now? Yeah, man. All right. So we do a little thing. It's called the name game. And I've done it several different ways. You know, we, we had Kevin Sullivan on and I would just like say one or two words about this person. Wolfie D, I've done it a million times, so much so that I can't do it anymore with Wolfie because he's like, I've told you about him already. But with you, it's going to be a little different. So it's not going to be any wrestlers. And it's I want you to give me your genuine like a one to ten or a quick comment. What would you prefer? Let me do, uh, we'll do the first words that come to mind. Let's okay. Try that. Cool. All right. So this is the rock and roll Ryan Von Rocket version of the name game here. Hit that music. All right. We are back with the name game with Ryan Von Rocket. And we're going to just name some rock and roll guitars, some gods here. And we're going to see what you think. So the first one I've got to start with is Eddie Van Halen. Oh, the most well-decorated guitar of all time, handmade, <laughs> and the dude can shred. <laughs> Tapping. Yeah. Tapping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Zach Wild. Oh, beefed up super beast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Shreds like no other. Yeah. <laughs> Ace Freely. Oh, God. I, I would say Ace is probably, he's got to be in my top three. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, yeah, nice. I, I think everybody, to be honest, everybody in Kiss is so like they think of him as this mock, whatever band. But those dudes are so talented. Like oh, yeah. totally. Hammond, um, 
I mean, to this day, the dude's still with no tracks or anything, still hitting these notes and um, playing like, an amazing Freely. rhythm guitar too. He's a great guitarist. So. Oh God, he's incredible. And, yeah. uh, and Ace Freely, hands down, Marshall and Les Paul is my favorite combo, but he has dude. one of the best tones I've yeah. ever heard. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That is the rock and roll, isn't it? Les Paul Marshall, that's the one. So I love that. Just, hey, yeah. real quick, Jimmy, I'm gonna tell Ryan. I've told this story before, but very quickly, wrestling in Nashville at a convention, a horror uh-huh. convention that Ben Dixon runs, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. tattoo artist, everything. Uh, he introduced me to Ace Frehley after I got out of the ring that night. It was like, whoa. I mean, I, I don't mark out, dude, but I did that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I think we all would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Do. Yeah. So this is my personal favorite guitar player, Jimmy Page. Yes, probably. I as much I he's uh he's in that top three too, and he yeah. rightfully he should be number one. The dude is just he innovated everything. Um, yeah, but uh, he's uh. What he didn't steal from Lead Belly, he he innovated. Yeah, yeah. He just, <laughs> they, I mean, he just, I really, I mean, they that band, I mean, single-handedly, yeah. like that. That was, I think, the first what be what rock and first big step of what rock and roll was. Yeah, you know, absolutely. As we know it, you know. Yeah, uh, his yeah. song songwriting too. Him and uh, John Paul Jones, I think, did a lot of it. And they were just oh yeah, dude. Singing yeah. my song, brother. You're singing my song. Okay, <laughs> the next one I got is Randy Rhodes. Oh, Randy Rhodes. Uh, so he, uh, in, again, just in, incredible. Um, probably he would say innovator. He's for metal, definitely. You know, it was he took all those. Uh, another one with great guitar tone. Um, that, you know, what I think of first with him are, uh, pinched harmonics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, the pick squeals, he really made, uh, melodic. He made them, you know, now, now that, you know, like anything, like a high spot's overdone or, you know, right. <laughs> a movie right. Song or anything else. but right. he, uh, there's, there we go with our, our, uh, <laughs> parallels again. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, he, exactly. He knew what to put where and when, and God, it all meant something. And that, you know what, it, it he, that's an example of a storyteller in mm. you know in, in, whether it's a solo or a whole song it, he could he could do that with his guitar so that's awesome okay next guy i've got and this one is a legend in his own right but a little different than everybody else but the man we know as prince oh prince super i mean <laughs> talent is an understatement that yeah. dude I, genius genius right that's what i'd put it at. I, right he was like michael jackson and eddie van halen in one person you know what i mean like he oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good. He really was, and uh, <laughs> that, I, mean, I was fixing to say the same thing. That's a good uh, little put together there, mashup. Yeah, I mean, entertainer, songwriter, musicianship. The, I mean, the whole thing. Just yeah, visionary, yeah. visionary. You know the yeah. Dimebag Daryl. Oh, Dimebag, gone too young, man. Absolutely. That dude was a uh, another super beast on guitar. I would have loved, you know, had a. Uh, had things been different in the history of time to see uh, how Zach Wilde ended up going off and doing black label and stuff. I would have loved to have seen where the roads led with guys like him, uh, like Zach and him. Um, oh my God. You know, some of yeah. those, you know what I mean? I, for some yeah. reason I was thinking of those two getting together and doing something. It would be incredible. So, yeah, this, this next guy might be the goat and it's hard to say because there's so many excellent ones, but the, the man, the myth, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, smoking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's freely smoking. 
Jimi Hendrix is yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about ahead of his time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And not to use cliches. Stevie Ray Vaughan, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. One of my personal favorites. Like, had nothing. I learned more by watching that guy. Um, just that is somebody who just felt the guitar and made it sing. You ever see those? Have you ever watched very many concerts with Oh, him? dude. Totally. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's just. The dude is just living through that guitar, and and the you can almost feel the energy through a damn TV screen off of him. It's yes, yes, incredible. And honestly, yeah. he uh, when I was uh, just learning when I was younger, learning like pentatonic scales and stuff. Um, I think that's why I learned honestly to to shred and and do stuff was was watching him and and figuring out how to tie it all together. So yeah, yeah, okay. I've got like five or six more, and we'll be done. I promise. So the next guy I have is Jesus. I told you you had to get his shit in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of top hats, the the man with oh. the top hat slash. Oh, what a damn! That, now that is an action figure made for a stage man. He is. Yeah. He yeah. is. Uh, that, that we're going to talk about a walking gimmick. He right. that's somebody who maybe if not even knowing it, you'd think right. he would have been a damn worker before 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 uh, Dan because he knew <laughs> he, <laughs> he understood working a gimmick. He understood starting off. You know, not yep. starting with the moon salt. Every solo that guy did starts slow and build and it build and there'd be a high spot, a climax, yep. and yes. just like sex, bam, he drops off. Yeah. And uh but yeah, again, just I mean, well rounded. The guy can do anything. Some of his uh uh solo stuff he's done, like Anastasia and stuff with Miles Kennedy, just Oh dude, he's I mean, killer. Oh my god. So good. I mean he can he can do anything. And he, yeah. and he's he is I don't know him, but like Anytime you see him talk, he's the most laid back LA dude that, that you could think of, you know, right. like, yeah, man, right. cool. <laughs> yeah. So the next guy is kind of the OG, if you want to consider it. And he is actually maybe not the best human we found out, but he's a great guitar player, Chuck Berry. Oh man. So we, funny story. We played the, um, uh, I, I, despite him as a person or anything, sure. he is, uh, I mean, a, a rock god. I mean, he's yeah, absolutely. Fact, when yeah. I'm driving to this day, I'll, any any Chuck Berry album I put on and just jam through. It's there. I don't know about you, but there's a certain energy and vibe to his music when they're just playing it, and it just. I mean, the dude was just good, and he felt everything, and he probably felt too much, which is why he was. Uh, <laughs> he probably didn't think a lot before he talked. Right, <laughs> so right, we, right. We played the uh, uh, St. Louis. We had gotten to play the Bluebird when we were. Um, uh, the cafe when we were uh, younger and, and uh, actually got to meet him um, and he, man, he was, he was not a very nice guy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Right. There's, there's an old documentary with him, uh, uh, writing, uh, Keith Richards ass when he was, uh, recording Carol. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, man, talk about the <laughs> re re reverse, uh, racism, yeah right yeah, yeah. He, he did not take any shit man he, and if he, looked, he thought you looked at him funny he'd be yeah, yeah. it was a yeah never yeah. meet your heroes yeah i know that's the problem right isn't it i mean yeah. I'm, I'm still paying for meeting wolfie man you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway so we got two more on the list and i think this guy is really cool and innovative but at the same time he's kind of got his own thing in tom morello Oh yeah. Uh, just, I, I call him, you know what? I like to call him the scientist. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, he, he, he just can, it, to, to me, there's an art. I've never been into the electronic side of it so much, but guys like him that can just the art of doing it, but making it part of the music 
Yes. And, and again, that's him just feeling it and, and thinking, hey, you know, if somebody just did it for the effect and didn't give a shit, it wouldn't matter. But he somehow pours himself into that, and it's incredible, like, you know, doing solos with, like, uh, the Bulls on Parade. Just the oh, yeah. And the, you know, it took me forever to get, I mean, we covered that song for years before it finally, like, felt it and could figure it out. I was like, this guy just, I mean, how do you explain that other than he just had an idea and he rolled with it and, I know. and made it come to life, you know? That 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 band is one of the hardest bands to be a cover band for because not not to mention that Tom Morello has got this whole other thing. Then you've got the guy that's rapping as the singer, and then the bass player and the drummer are as almost as tight as John Paul Jones and John Bonham were in Zeppelin. So you've got this like yeah. m- massive megalithic groove going on that they they just rap and 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 play guitar over, and it's like a it really is like a canvas for them, you know. So. Yeah, yes, Shane, man. Yeah. I love their music. I really am a fan of theirs. I worked security for the motherfuckers at the municipal auditorium one time, and it was off the chain, dude. People I'm were sure. jumping out of the fucking balconies and shit, man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. believe it, man. Yeah. And they just, oh yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I got one more and we're done. And this one, I kind of heard you bring it up earlier, but I want to make this one is the one of my most favorite regular great guitar players, Angus Young. Oh, you saved the best for last. When I talked about the top three, he is number one. He's always been number one. Yeah. I, mean, a, I don't know what it is, showman and the energy that guy feels. And in uh, his style, he plays in that pentatonic, but he just knows kind of like Clapton, he can he'll right. throw that funny little major or minor note in there that doesn't belong, but bend it till it's right. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah. I mean, that, that honestly, they're my favorite band of all time is ACDC. And I, so I think good. something probably, yeah. who knows, maybe a childhood thing, just, but there's a certain uh, thing in their production and the way it's done. And, uh, but God, my, that guy talk about energy for days. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. And they're great. You know, and it's when Malcolm died. I, yeah. God. Yeah, well, that is it for the name game. Ryan Von Rocket, you passed. <laughs> uh, passed. <laughs> what does he get for that, Jimmy? Uh, you get a great attaboy. <laughs> Three cheers and a tiger for me. What? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some of my old. <laughs> Never mind. I, we won't. No drugs involved. Yeah, no yeah. Drugs. yeah, no drugs. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, pa- we're past that scene in our life now, but you, you keep going, brother. <laughs> All right. Hey man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on, dude. It's been, it's been a fun conversation and, and cool because we got to talk about wrestling and we get to talk about music. So, uh, a very cool person to bring on. We, we definitely appreciate you coming on here. No, and you guys, I've been catching up after, you know, listen, you guys, you guys are doing a hell of a job. I love it, man. So oh, thank you. Very thank you. back. And just, that's the way you get some good stories though. You guys, you guys do. It's awesome. So thanks yeah. for having me. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. Like I said, I just call it and ring. He's got all his shit written down. <laughs> yeah, which it, it works out. It works yeah, out. we're we're good cop, bad cop, or maybe just prepared cop. Uh, you know, old lazy cop. cop. No, <laughs> I didn't say cop. that. You said that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I tell you what, everybody's always got stuff that they're promoting and stuff. Well, why don't you put yourself over, brother? What do you got? You got pro wrestling tees? You got anything fun like that? Or you got just yeah, your well, social medias? Uh, good, good timing for it, actually. So. All the social media is under uh, How to Rocket, so you know H R W E T O and then Rocket R O C K I T. 
But um, we just uh, started, um, it's bondrocket.com. Um, and that's so, I do a couple things. Um, got the wrestling merch and all that on there. But we also have, uh, my, my uh, girlfriend has started this um, apparel uh, a lot of the clothes I wear, and I mean, like you guys were saying, watched on TV, but all the pants and all that, uh, we had met through her making bands, uh, some of these 80s bands she'd make pants and stuff for, and I was like, oh, do you sew? Can you sew? So anyway, she, she put that together, uh, some of the stuff streetwear, it's like a worn star type, um, and others, you know, stagewear specifically for bands and performers, so that's all on VonRocket.com. Um, there's an apparel page attached, and uh that's about it. You know, otherwise just come, come check out shows, Ohio Valley and wherever I'm at and about. Oh man. You tell That's everybody awesome. up there that uh, Wolfie D said hello up there at the OV oh, dub. And, uh, you know what, Jimmy, I have a feeling if you're really lucky, I'll be back for current affairs. Ask Wolfie D anything, brother. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> DJ hit the music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks, brother. Been very fun. Right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. Man, what a cool show, dude. Rocket's awesome, man. Ryan is really cool. I mean, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, uh, like I said, I, I dig the gimmick. I've always been kind of a mark for that type of gimmick. I just don't think anybody really pulled it off as well as he has to this point. No, I agree. Plus, he can play, you know. Yeah. I mean, he can play, man. I'm he serious. You know, yeah. Not really yeah. a gimmick. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually, about that, you know? yeah, yeah. He can, he can, he can really play, and I'm, I'm impressed with it every time. So anyway, I hope the best for him. I hope if anything, this if we do anything, if we get him to another, you know, person hearing about him or hearing of him or just hearing a story, I'm, I'm happy that we got him on the show. So good job, Wolfie D. You brought that one in. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, our first question. <laughs> This one, I know we've answered this several times, but just, you know, hey, it's 81 episodes in. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and answer it one more time. Why? Mm -hmm. This is from Jeff McQuarrie on Facebook. Okay, Jeff, this will be the final time we answer it. Not that you've asked it a bunch of times, but several people have asked it. Why did PG-13 break up? Okay. Well, when USWA shut down, you know, that was our bread and butter. We were doing, uh, we had been let go by... WWF, we WCW shut down. We, you know, went there. ECW, all that, everything was gone all of a sudden. Then um, I believe there was just. I think Jamie had some. Uh, um, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, he he was in jail for a little while, and I think that was about the time where I started just thinking too, like, okay, now what? <laughs> and this right. is before I come up with Slash and. I just felt that it had run its course, you know. Uh, I told the story about a, little, a kid. I'm sitting at a gimmick table with my hubcap, and some little kid walks up. He goes, "What's that?" And, and it's because you know, cars if they have hubcaps on them now, they're they're uh, they're plastic. Uh, the aluminum hubcap really they're even hard to find. I think I've talked about that too. Anytime I've done any recent shows, I needed a new hubcap. Man, it's like hell trying to find those things. No doubt. <laughs> 
especially when yeah. you live in a, in a smaller town. But um, at any rate, it just seemed like it was dated. And I felt like I personally was uh, like you can only I mean, it's happening to John Cena right now. Yeah. Look at how he looked when he first came out. OK, right, right. And now, you know, everybody's joking on him. He looks like Ernest goes to camp and he's got the bald spot and blah, blah, blah. The gimmick just don't look right on an older guy. And I started thinking that way back when I was like, man, I'm, I've had to, you know, I was losing my hair. So I had to shave my head and it, it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem right anymore. And uh, I felt like it had run its course. It was good while it lasted. And, you know, now we're able to do some things together, you know, signings and all that that we got coming up. But um it just ran its course and then it took me it took me probably two years i think to really find myself again and that's when i developed slash so that's that's really it it really wasn't a thing of you know we hated each other or anything like that it's just life you know right right you you hit the nail on the head too because i remember you know there's pictures that we have where you're working you know promotions after uswa where you're wearing long tights yeah you know you're changing up the look it does resemble pg-13 with the with the you know the print on the tights but at the same time you've come out of the jean shorts you're 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 trying to mature the gimmick a little and then you realize but you can see where you're going with it though it's even though you you didn't know know, even after that that just sparked something i guess we did get back together for a little bit um for reno's stuff their main event and bert's things like that but it never was really a, a, a thing again i guess i don't know i guess 2000 was or 99 was uh was WCW's end, whatever it was. And then I came up with Slash, and then I went up to OVW and started trying to, you know, work that and TNA yeah. and all that bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, man, yeah. it just, it did run its course, man. That's the way I felt about it. Well, it wasn't nothing personal. And it wasn't like y'all were babying them hubcaps either, you know? It wasn't like, oh shit, this is the last one on the planet. We got to take good care of it. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were cracking heads every night with them things. Yeah. Even all the way up to Flair's last match. <laughs> Yes, I <laughs> hanging there with his signature on it. Yes, I love that. That's awesome. So, you know, anyway, I mean, hey, it's a true reasoning that you just said about John Cena. Not He is jacked. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger with his shirt yeah. off. But with his shirt on and his jean shorts and his little hat, he might as well be at Dollywood looking, you know, for blown glass or something i mean he looks <laughs> it doesn't look right on a 40 nearing 50 year old man i'm just yeah. all due respect all due respect you know I, and and all due respect to public enemy i never thought they really looked the part right like, two older dudes in hockey jerseys and yeah all shorts i don't know i never really got that one either but evidently everyone in philadelphia did and that's again not to knock anyone um, cause right. they got over man, uh, in Philly and ECW and shit. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of like y'all, if you mixed them with the nasty boys, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. 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 We had to go from the little punk kids that were undercard heels. were doing a lot of, you know, gaga, ha ha, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. To main event baby face 
tag team. Yeah. I really want to hold this under a microscope so nobody ever has to ask this question again. <laughs> <laughs> All due respect. And Jeff, thank you sincerely for asking the question. And we appreciate you listening and, and wanting to know that answer. So that is pretty much it. I mean, we've gone over it in the past, but we even had a whole episode on it. But hey, we'll we'll ask it one more time. So the next question is from Keenan Brown, old Facebook, Keenan Brown. What are you doing, Keenan? Man, that guy is so active with us. So definitely appreciate you. Now, this one's an interesting question. We may have similarly asked this question in the past, but we'll bring it up one more time. If you had your own Wolfie WF, <laughs> your <laughs> own WWF, who is holding the big gold? And I'm, let's just say that you are Vince, so you're not capable of holding you you could but right. you know what i mean who would you have as your ultimate champion day? Eh, maybe let's do one of both how about one from the old school and one from the new school yeah that's a, that's a hard question for me that's one of those ones where I, I, it's I, it's hard to give a educated opinion on it because yeah. i don't watch enough and and all that uh man keenan why you gotta ask me questions like that man yeah. that's so hard yeah. it really uh, uh, I I still believe in the in the the big the big heel and the um, you know poor old baby face you know I I just believe in that formula yeah so I I mean see you can I could sit here and do this all day oh they could do this with this person this with this person this sure I could go on forever with that and right. say hey take Bray Wyatt for instance I mean why he would I know he's over like fuck but keep him as a menacing fucking heel and then find some baby face that they really like, like, uh, uh, Sammy or, uh, uh, Seth Rollins or somebody like that and, and do something there. I don't know. You know, like I said, I don't watch enough of it to really give that much of an educated opinion on current product. Sure. And you, people may say, well, what, what the fuck are you doing a podcast for? Well, because we talk a lot about old school stuff on here too. Right. So. I right. do have a great opinion on all that. Yeah, so. because I, I don't even want to be a current product, hardly. Yeah. Honestly, I just don't because I, everybody does that. And it's so – you got to do it almost every damn day, dude. It's just like right. but, I, I just – yeah. I don't want us to be on that competition level with other people who do it way better than us. That's just, you know, I like my little sprinkles of current stuff here and there, but honestly, I'm even losing hope on that. <laughs> and that's not because of you, Wolfie. That's just because I'm naturally just not giving a shit anymore about it, you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, anyway, wrestling, wrestling yeah. can be a bit like Santa Claus, you know, yeah. The, you're a kid, you love it, you believe in it, and, uh, and then you you might grow up to be that adult that just loves fucking Christmas. You know right. what I'm saying? You don't totally. believe in Santa Claus anymore, but you love fucking Christmas. Exactly. Exciting. Yeah. So right. there are the people, though, that once they stop believing in Santa Claus or whatever, you know, it's not a big deal to them. But, you know, some people like, just like, I can't stand it when the people, oh, why do y'all want that? It's fake. Is this? Do you watch fucking movies, dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you watch movies. If you enjoy movies, that's the exact same thing. In fact, they have stuntmen in movies. You yeah. Know? They can't even take their own bombs, most of right. them. Right, right. And I promise you, Sylvester Stallone did not go into the mountains and destroy uh, a legion of military uh, <laughs> people. I promise he didn't. He didn't wipe out Vietnam. Yeah. 
<laughs> or I mean, you know, I, I've heard that Tom Cruise will do a lot of his own stunts, but yeah. I, I I know there's even a point to where he probably can't because of insurance with the movies and yeah. stuff. But anyway, so if you had, let's just do this then. Instead of trying to find a new Roman Reigns or just calling it Roman, how about from the past? Who would you put the belt on from the past? That's even more elaborate. Holy fuck. That's a no, lot. no, no. You don't have to build up a story. Let's just say Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. whoever you want to pick but i'm mean, honestly he that, that's a great pick for me because you know i love him to death man i loved him ever since i was a kid man he's a great heel one of the greatest promos ever and and to an extent i know everybody knows the macho man but to an extent when they start going mount rushmore's and, and all this shit i think randy's a little bit underrated yeah, he totally is. He gets but I credit t- for having like the game changer of a match with Ricky Steamboat. Right. As far right. as one of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots, you don't really hear that a lot with his name. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, you don't. That at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he is definitely one of the all-time greats, no question there. But if they don't hear you say it, they're not going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say, who, who would you pick then? I'll pick him. I'll pick him. Oh, yeah. All right. Macho man it is. I love it. Keenan, thank you for that, brother. Appreciate you, man. All right. So our next question. The answers, but that's the best I got right now. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) dude, I think it's a great answer. And, you know, we appreciate it. So our last question of the day for Ask Wolfie D, anything. And trust us, we've got plenty more kids. So just dial in next time. But for this last one, we've got from Alexander Arse from Facebook. If I messed that up, I do apologize. But did you really use Ben Gay? And so it was Icy Hot, right? It was Icy Hot, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Does that mean right. there any questions? No, they, they have another section okay. of it here. So, and then, so did you have any plans to go back? Not necessarily before the Icy Hot incident, or were you just taking them as you would get called? Well, I guess that means, okay, if, if I was planning on going back to Puerto Rico, I, I only left yeah. one. It's not like we went in and out, in and out, in and out, and that and then that happened. Right. No. We came down there to stay for months, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then that happened and cut that short. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answers that. But yeah, so how long was the stay planned? I don't like, think there was a time on it. I okay. Mean, we knew going down the whole deal with you might not get your money, this and that. And, you know, but we also knew it was an opportunity to, to learn and get outside of Memphis. And, you know, there was no internet to, to you know, I've said it before, man. These guys are lucky, man. To they're able to to promote themselves uh, by means of the internet when we didn't have that option. If right. people trading the tapes or seeing the magazines that we had no control over, you know, they just didn't hear about you. So yeah, yeah. tried to go where you could, and we were loyal as fuck to USWA uh, because there were other opportunities uh, that. that I'll say some of them we didn't know about, and I'll say some of them we just didn't care about. Because to both of us, being on top in Memphis was—we <laughs> were happy with that. That was the pinnacle, yeah. <laughs> For yeah. us, we liked it. That I mean, that's—it's it, not to say that we wanted to be big fish in a small pond, but uh, you know, that's what we both grew up with, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the stay was planned. It was just kind of open ended, and yeah. had the icy hut 
not happened, if they would have called you back in a month or two and said, hey, let's book another run, or would they normally call you right before they needed you? Or did they, was it just something, hey, look, we've got some openings here with USWA. I think let's go down to Puerto Rico just to experience it and do it. But coming back to USWA was the plan to kind of come back fresh. Uh, Yeah, because it was kind of like we did with Mexico, just kind of booked for a minute and yeah you got to do that as much as you know we've had randy talk about it he was pissed when we left but yeah it was it felt like something we needed to do and for sure. us um it was like okay let's go to puerto rico and be heels yeah we've been baby faced out there for, for a minute and it just felt like something new to do and something fun to do we enjoyed being heels yeah and, and most of the time i really think that me and Jamie were better heels than we were baby faces. Some people might argue that, but I, I think we were better heels. But. I mean, you did great at both, man. But, you know, the the one thing that I'll say about that was, in a sense, also, if you got to think about it, this was like a vacation for y'all a little bit, too, because, you know, you all can't take vacations, right? I mean, you're 365, you know. Yeah. And if you did get a vacation, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, that's a way to look at it too. But what I'm saying is y'all ain't going to to Gallenberg for a week, you know, because that's losing money. And, you know, at that time, I'm sure, you know, you're every bit of it. You're trying to, to make you're you're wanting to make and, and, and put away and to keep for your family or whatever. But Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, you know, I, I could easily see that y'all would have ended up going back to Puerto Rico at some time had that happened and, and you left on decent <gasps> terms. But I, yeah. because you said that they would call you randomly and you're tight with Luke and, yeah, you know, yeah. as, and as I me. think some of that, too, we probably we probably should have asked Flash about it because I feel like sometimes when they would call me, they were just fucking Ribbon. around. To play with. You. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and I knew better, so that's <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes total sense. And well, I've said it before. I, I mean, it was a mistake on my part, a young man's mistake. Sure. Uh, and and because I really did like Puerto Rico, and I would have stayed there longer, and I probably would have went back, and everything would have been hunky dory. But you know. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And, uh, you know, I think that's it, man. I think that's it for Ask Wolfie D anything in this episode today. Now, as we're leading out here, you know, we haven't been able to talk about this in a good amount of time. But, dude, you've got so much stuff coming up. Do you happen to have your schedule in front of you of all the shows you're about to do? I'm probably not going to be good on all the dates. I know the the first one uh, is uh, Pulaski, Tennessee, at a place called the Kayfabe uh, Cave. Um, It's a collector store it's not just wrestling stuff it's all kinds of vintage toys and like elvis uh vinyls and and just all kinds of stuff um so we're gonna do a signing there on the 25th of february and then also for the people that can't make it to pulaski we're gonna do a virtual signing that evening so everybody get in on it uh we're going to Philadelphia, New York, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know all the conventions on that. That's for uh, ESS, Eric Sims, um, and he usually has a full weekend planned for you when you go for one. <laughs> but we'll be at a number of different places up in that area. Um, I think that one's March. And 18th, March 18th. It's the Icons of Wrestling. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And um, Pigeon Forge is another one, and what is that? Uh, do you know that one? May thirteenth will be in Pigeon Forge. Heroes and Legends. Yeah, yeah. Heroes and, and Legends. Uh, 
And then, then the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis. So. April 7th and 8th at the cool. Wyndham Indianapolis West Convention Center, PG-13, Together Again, Squared Circle Expo, Part yep. 3. So, and yeah. That, I'll tell you, that one um, was really good last year. I did that one by myself, and I talked to uh, Ed uh, Gonzalez, the guy that runs it, yeah. and he told me at this, and this was a week ago, I think, um, he said at this point last year, He's already surpassed by double what it was last year. So the pre so that's good. That is it, awesome. It was yeah. it was jam packed last year. Get y'all's hubcaps, get y'all's books, get y'all's pictures, get y'all's everything, get y'all's action figure, the the all stars, pint size all stars. Get those ready for everybody and and everybody get your money together and this is gonna be a good time for PG thirteen. Honestly, this is looking bright, dude. I mean, man, February, cool. March, April, May. Look at that. You're glad you that me and Jamie have been able to come to an agreement on it. And yeah. you know, people are still, yeah. uh, as Jamie's going to really be there. Jamie's going, well, all I can tell you is he's he's 100% confirmed with everybody. Uh, and uh, he, he showed up to the last event that me and him were supposed to do together. And you're uh, feeling good about it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's so. been pretty great with everybody. So I'm just going to say this. One of the guys said, I'm not going to say which one, but one of these guys said, can you promise me that he will be there? And I, <laughs> I said, fuck no. No, 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 no. Yeah, said, let's not go that far. What he told me and what he's telling you. And I said, I feel good about this one. Yeah. So. I can confirm that he told me that, (laughs) (laughs) but Hey, you know what? I think, I think he's into it. I think you're into it. The year of PG 13 looks good. And hopefully this is just a start. And you know, what I like about it is new conventions usually leads to new guests. (laughs) Yeah, true. <laughs> you usually pick up a couple, two, three every time you go. So I'm just happy about that. So get on out there, son. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, happy for y'all. Happy that you're getting this done, and happy more people get a chance to see PG-13 together. You know, so I think that's pretty much it, brother. Why don't you lead us out? Well, thank you, Jimmy, across the street, for another good show, man. Um, thanks everybody for listening. As I always say, I gotta thank you guys because. All the ones that are keeping us going on doing this, because I promise you, if there wasn't a lot of people listening, I'd be done by now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, uh, it's Wolfie Dizzle in the hizzle, and we'll see you next whizzle on Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, booty calling Athena, go to lostwrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at genejacksonpod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Late low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. And I'm driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh, I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.